0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: This is Stuck, not just any Stuck. Season Three Stuck. And as you know by now, I'm Rochelle Pereira from Equilibrium, the book.
0: And I'm Damian Bazadana from Situation, the gut.
1: This season, we've partnered with our friends at Synopsys, the leading news source for anyone in the media and entertainment business. And this is an ideal partnership for us because they're asking millennials and Gen Zers about unique situations in the workplace that have them stuck.
0: And we know that this is a group that has many burning questions, so we're super excited to tackle these issues head on.
1: You guys know the rules by now. Our producers Katie, Peter, and Stephanie will read your questions to us here in the studio, and we only have five minutes to think about it before weighing in.
0: Per usual, our responses are not edited or researched. They're instinctual and based on our experiences alone. So let's get started.
2: We heard from Karina, who recently started a job at a really fast-paced consultancy. She's stuck because she's really desperate to do a great job, um, but she's getting really mixed messages from her boss. Every time she feels like she's getting into a rhythm, like she's getting into a flow with her work, her boss asks her to respond to an email immediately. And so that, like, throws her off. It throws off her confidence. It throws off her concentration on what she was doing. And she's really uncomfortable pushing back because it's such an early stage for her in terms of her career. She doesn't have that confidence yet. Um, But she's really hearing two messages. One, stay in a task and work through your priority list. And then two, respond to clients immediately. She wants to know, is it possible to say something to her boss without seeming incompetent? And the the other piece that was really sweet and endearing, she loves her boss. She thinks she's everything. And and so she really wants to be like her too.
0: Well, that's nice. I love to get questions like that. Yeah, that is nice. And you love your boss? I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, it was like, it. it was really, it wasn't like a complaining. It was just like, I, how? Yeah.
1: But it's like a double bind, right? It's yes. like, how do I work through my priorities in this thoughtful way? And I'm always online and responding to people. Yeah.
0: How long has uh, she been there?
2: She's really new, like two months.
0: Okay. And um,
2: did you say Gen Z? Yeah. Okay. I didn't say it, but I guess she is Gen Z.
0: And just just one point of clarification. You said about responding to clients immediately versus responding to this her boss immediately is it? This, are we saying the same thing there no like,
2: her, so she it, her boss is saying hey respond now <laughs> like to this email because the boss can kind of see is overlooking because she's still in training mode gotcha but she's also being told work through your priority list stay on task then move to the next thing and so those two gotcha. don't go together and, and keep
0: client and essentially oh, yeah, okay gotcha and, the, and so the response specifically is related to the client relationship yeah gotcha
1: okay cool mm-hmm Season three of Stuck is brought to you in partnership with Synopsys, the leading news source for all things media and entertainment. So Damien, give me the lowdown. What are your top five reasons for subscribing to the newsletter?
0: Okay, Rochelle loves a great list. So here you go. Number five, they have an amazing job board. If you work in the media business, this is the ultimate job board for you. Number four, they deliver it early in the morning to my inbox. I think it comes in at like four in the morning, this like chock full of information that allows me to start my day understanding the media business before I walk into my first meeting. That's awesome. Number three, it's no frills. It is primarily copy, which is fantastic. I take the train in the morning. I want something that loads quick, that I can read quick, that gives me the information I need. Number two, it has an executive move section. How cool is that? It essentially allows you to know who got canned and who got hired. And number one, and I know you're waiting for it. Oh, I'm and waiting. here it comes. Synopsis starts with a C. <laughs>
1: Mind blown. Okay, I'm sold. I'm going to go to the website, and that is C-Y-N-O-P-S-I-S dot com to subscribe to the newsletter. And we thank them very much for their support. I think that the work around... Uh Flow state and how to get into flow state and how to stay into flow state, stay in that state. I think is really really interesting stuff. Lots of uh, cool studies emerging from the field of neuroscience around like how does your brain get into that zone? And I think that Karina is absolutely right that when she is in that flow state and she's being disrupted, um, that that is um, really going to have a negative impact on her efficiency so she's right about the way that it feels because the science also backs that up yeah um i appreciate that it's also difficult especially when you're brand new um and your boss is saying hey keep responding to those emails like how to navigate that conversation but the requirement or, you know that her drive her driver around this is like spot on
0: and this is an issue with pretty much every career in some way, shape, or form. This is very common. Like in our company, if you're a developer or you're a programmer or something like that, the ability to sit and focus on a set of tasks without being distracted by the uh, unplanned is enormously beneficial, right? You'd just be way more effective. And being able to navigate the noise um, is is hard. And so sometimes you try to say, how do we create boundaries? The, the challenging part is the art of the client relationship. And um, I can relate. Uh, very specifically to the idea of the response, the quick response, the, I got it. Because there's nothing worse than when someone sends you a note and you're just wondering, did they get it? Did it sit in the junk mailbox? You know, and, uh, and I understand that could sound like a paranoid thing, but it's just, there's something about like, got it. And I, she listen, she's been there two months and uh, her boss, which is fantastic that she likes and it seems like has a great relationship with, this is all about rhythm. And it's about rhythm and expectations of, of – uh, I think that managing the client relationship is the headwind out of all these things. It seems like she's not having a problem with the tasks that are being outlined. It's not like she's calling saying, I don't think I should be doing," emailing and saying, I don't think I should have these tasks to do. She's saying that then getting in the way is the client relationship and the client relationship as far as I'm concerned, the way that that is managed is a hugely subjective, is hugely subjective art form of mm-hmm. how we do it. I've seen some that can manage it um, with a phone call, one phone call and keep someone happy for a week. I've seen some that do it in different ways and email, email is their vehicle. Um, so uh, to me, I'm like, part of it is, I think one way is just is to begin to converse with her boss more specifically around the art of the client relationship and his or her views uh, towards doing that. Um, right, I think that that's where that's where I think I would start. Uh, because it it is that's the thing you can't control we see this is this is very common in our own company
1: i you know it's so funny that you're and i and i see why your brain would go there right away cuz yes she does need to have a conversation around what are the response times that are reasonable for clients so that she's able to know that and stay within that. And of course it's subjective and it depends on the client and depends on what their needs are and a lot, lots of nuance to that. That's why it's called an art, right?
0: Yeah, I would put the, the asterisk to that though. It's not necessarily to clarify the response time. It's just trying to have a deeper understanding of what makes a good client relationship in that business. That, that's what I'm driving at because it, it's not, I was, you know, if you look at the lens of like, what is it cost, quality, speed to get two out of the three, there's a, there's a cost for going fast. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. there's a cost for her waiting to get the right message. And so I think having an understanding of what that balance is, I think, is important. It's definitely not like, is it seven seconds or 30 seconds that I respond? It's just trying to get an understanding of what makes a happy customer. And and have an under- and by the way, two months into a job, you're not going to have that rhythm. But I, the focus is, I think if she goes to the her boss and sort of starts with a place of... of because uh, the, the, the the answer to the her question is the client relationship that's the unplanned thing that's coming in that's throwing her off So it's really what understanding what, what makes like for example what makes a successful client relationship what are the tenants that we would look at going this is what makes a successful client at this at this organization then she'll have her own interpretation of how do we get there
1: mm. it's so fascinating to me that your head goes right there because mine, is in a completely different spot on this particular question. So I think about what millennials have contributed to our our workplace in both positive and negative ways, and what Gen Z is also asking of the workplace. And so I see this as actually an example of one of those tensions between millennials have created this um, you know this kind of illusion that we can all multitask that we can do lots of things at once, and that's an expectation of the workplace because of the way in which we're networked together, and that responsiveness is something that we expect. We expect to get something immediately. And and, you know, and, it's, and I think that, for better or for worse, that is a dynamic that millennials have given the workplace. And I think Gen Z has been taught something different to say, actually, what we know about the, our brain is that multitasking doesn't work. It lowers our efficiency. It creates more stress in, in our bodies and in the workplace. It is not actually what people, you know, it's not aligned with client expectation because our clients are also changing. So, you know, I, I actually think it's an interesting conversation around how do you build systems so that the client is happy, but also people are able to get work done in longer more uninterrupted times. So like how does she block out her calendar so that she can really work on the tasks in an uninterrupted way? Yeah. Can you have like an on, you know, sort of like a, an on-call on person that like all of the client stuff would go to if she's in one of those blocks of time so that the client is getting a response or a holding m- message or, you know, like what are the ways that the workplace can be efficient but also recognize people need quiet time to be able to do their best work.
0: I agree. I think we're saying the same thing. I, I completely agree, and, th- and I think part of the point is she's been there two months to figure out yeah. how can you get there. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I I agree. Like, so for example, if you want, if you uh, putting on a client hat, a client has ish- business issues, and you're paid to solve them. Th- that's all. That's all that matters, right? That's how they view it. So the question is, when we say to a client, "Here's how we would like to work together. Here's how you get the most out of us by do by communicating with us in this way. Here's how you're going to benefit, right? Like always forcing back to the client to the client benefit is just the way the professional services firms are designed. And you're protecting your employee. You're doing a whole bunch of different things within that in the right way. Um, but yeah, I think I just think anyone too much, the everyone's expectations of how they manage a client. Is different. Some people act paranoid and they drop everything when the client calls. Some are patient. Um, but I think you got to get on alignment. I just, it, I'm assuming that, like, um, well, I would say the, the health of any business is the health of their employees and the health of their client relationships. Yeah. So this is just, all this is, is a balance of expectations of that. Yeah. Um, and again, the cool thing is she likes her boss so i to me i'm like this is just this is the 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 management of the unpredictable is just what needs to be defined yeah the the guardrails how are we talking about that i so to me this is relatively straightforward
1: yeah i i think that the conversation hopefully won't be too complicated for karina because if she goes back to her boss and says hey like how do you do this cuz she yeah. cuz no doubt the boss has the same problem that she does so it's like what are the techniques that you use so that you're managing your workload and you're being responsive? Yeah, I agree. And so it, that it's more of like a teaching moment versus a these are the things that I need in the workplace to be productive, I, which it's too early to oh, have great. that, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I think also, you know, I've worked with clients before who say we have to respond to our clients within 30 minutes. Because if our clients don't get a response in 30 minutes, like this will happen and this will happen and all of these like terrible things will happen. And I just call like bullshit on that, yeah. you know, like I just don't believe it. I think, you know, you know, I don't know, like if you're in the bathroom and you miss an email, you're going to come back from the bathroom, you're going to answer it. Yeah. But like the world is still going to turn, yeah. you know, so like I just part of my frustration around this conversation is, I think, extending um, it, like going back to the client management conversation, mm-hmm. like what is. What is the right way that we treat our clients so that we are also given a little slack to be able to also man, you know, manage our time and do the best work that we can for them?
0: Yeah. And the way I've always handled client relationship is, what well, is it do unto others as you want done to yourself? Like, how, how would I would like, have an issue? If you emailed an attorney, you emailed your accountant, you emailed somebody a question that was important to you, it's always nice to hear, got it. I don't need the answer. I will get back to you. Great. That's all I need to know you will get back to me. i think get back to me. Like we talked about it. This is one, you know, I'll get back to you on this date. Yeah, acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. I think that's a big one. And I think that the idea of the client relationships and the idea of management of that, acknowledgement is very far underrated because we go, well, we'll get to you. Like, what are you being so worried about? I think acknowledgement is way bigger than people realize in that client relationship. And so, and it gets lost. Somewhere it gets in the mix there. What, you want me to drop everything? It's like, no, just saying, I hear you. Um, that's a very human response that people like to get. So
1: yeah. So I guess our our fundamentally our advice to Karina is have a conversation with your boss of whom you like about how to navigate this. How does she navigate this? And what's most important to the client moving forward?
0: Yeah, and kudos to you, Karina. Two months into a job, you are already identifying where a potential issue is and you're trying to address it. Good for you.
1: We hope you liked this episode, and if you did, please rate it on Apple Podcasts or leave us a comment or share it with somebody you think is stuck. This helps us reach listeners who could benefit from these conversations. And if you'd like your own question answered, go to our website, stuckpod.com, and submit a question.
0: Season three of Stuck is created by Equilibrium and Situation in partnership with our friends at Synopsys. It is produced by the wonderful Katie Byrne, Peter Ejicic, and Stephanie Connors. Big shout out to Miratone Studios for putting up with us again. Our theme music is Rockstar by Owen Mulcahy. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work,